grace and peace to you from God who was and is and is to come. Welcome to Bryn Mawr Presbyterian Church Sunday Worship. Whether today is your first time or you've been a member for decades, whether you're here in person or tuning in on a live stream, whether church feels like home or is a difficult place for you, we are delighted to have you worshiping with us. This morning, we celebrate the confirmation of a phenomenal confirmation class. We especially welcome any family or friends of our confirmands who are here to celebrate this milestone in their lives of faith. After worship, all are invited to greet the confirmation class in the atrium. I now draw your attention to a few announcements. The 2022 annual report is now available. It provides a great picture of the many activities of the church and can be found in the atrium or in the court. Today is the last day of the program year, and as such, I would be remiss if I did not thank all of our incredible teachers in the youth and children's ministries for their faithful work. Thank you for the gifts of your time and talent and for the ways you have poured into the lives of our young people. Lastly, by request, the deadline for the 150th survey has been extended to May 28. If you haven't had a chance to fill out our all-church survey, you can find information on how to complete it in the bulletin. And now let us, let us set aside all that distracts us and turn to the worship of our gracious God. I invite all those who are able to please stand and join me in the call to worship as printed in your bulletin. O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. The mouths of young people speak of your greatness and praise your name. O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth.
You may be seated. All have sinned and fallen short of God's law of love. Let us come to God now and confess the ways we have been less than who we were created to be. Please join me in the prayer of confession. God of grace and love, we confess that we have failed to love you with all our hearts, souls, minds, and strength. We have failed to love our neighbor as ourselves. We ignore your commandments, stray from your way, and give allegiance to things that are not worthy of worship and praise. Have mercy on us. Forgive our sin and raise us to a new life that we may serve you faithfully and give honor to your holy name. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. The one who breathes life into our very lungs continues to be present with us. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. As a reconciled and forgiven people, let us live with love and peace, honoring and upholding the dignity of all we meet, knowing that in the face of every person we see a reflection of God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Today is the day we celebrate the Ascension. That was the day when Jesus gave his disciples an important job and then left them to do that job. Jesus went to be with God and sent the disciples out. Now, can you imagine being a disciple and hearing about all the things you were going to do? Jesus said they were going to make other disciples, and they were going to baptize, and they were going to go to the very ends of the earth. Can you imagine where the ends of the earth might be? Not very close to home. So they were imagining what would happen. But Jesus gave them another promise while he was getting them ready. He said, I will be with you always. Not just some days. Not on special days, not on days that are odd days or even days, but always, every day. And do you know what that makes me think of? In the church, we celebrate lots of different special days, like the day when a baby's baptized, right? Or a child's baptized, or a grown-up's baptized, and we remember God is there. 
we remember God is with us and Jesus is with us and we have special days like when you all receive, what are those? Bibles in third grade. Or when kindergartners come and are part of worship for the first time. Or when eighth graders make the decision to join the church. Or when a grown-up makes a special promise here to another when they're married. There are so many special moments that happen that we remember God is with us. But there are also lots of little moments in between that God is with us. Like when we trip and we don't make it as far as we thought we were going to in a race. Or when we're really frustrated because the math test we had was so hard we didn't know all the answers that we thought we did. Or the day when our friend is cruel to us. Jesus is with us on those days. But Jesus is also with us when little things happen, like when you learn the fourth word of the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art. And God is with us every single one of those moments. And that's one of the things we get to remember on Ascension Sunday. So I'm going to ask for your help to say a prayer with me today, because we're going to say a prayer for our confirmation students. So can you take a deep breath with me and let your hands rest? And then I am going to ask you to repeat after me. Dear God, help the eighth graders build your church and help others and share your love. Be with us always and help us show others that you are close by. Be with us this week and keep us safe. And all together we say, Amen. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, open our minds to see the power of Scripture to give life. Enlighten our hearts that we might see Christ in all those we meet. We pray in the name of the one beside whom there is no other. Amen. From the prophet Isaiah. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I arm you, though you do not know me, so that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make weal and create woe. I, the Lord, 
do all these things. Shower, O heavens, from above, and let the skies rain down righteousness. Let the earth open that salvation may spring up, and let it cause righteousness to sprout up also. I, the Lord, have created it. From the Acts of the Apostles. So when they had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. 
While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, People of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. The word of the Lord. Thanks be There is an Anglican church in England, Our Lady of Walsingham, known for its 15 chapels that encircle the large sanctuary. Each one commemorates a different moment in the life of Jesus and his followers, beginning with the Annunciation to Mary and ending on the day of Pentecost. Each chapel is decorated with familiar reminders of the events it memorializes. Stars, shepherds, and magi in the chapel of the nativity, brothers fishing at the shore in the call of the disciples, a wooden cross in the crucifixion chapel. After following the life of Christ from birth through the events of his adult ministry, you arrive in a space that is curiously unadorned. There is nothing at eye level, nothing on the floor or the walls. Looking around, you find no clue as to what chapel you are in until you look up. And there, bolted to the ceiling, are two bare plastic, plaster feet with nail holes in the bottom hanging out of a cloud. Those wounded feet are simply disappearing over your head. The chapel of the ascension. Larry and I were in France once during the month of May and on a regular old Thursday everything was shut down for a national holiday. I asked a passerby why in my fragile French left over from college days, and a woman shouted at us, L'Ascension! L'Ascension! Like we should have known. Even though participation in religious services has been in decline in many countries, the Ascension is still a special holy day. For the Catholic Church, this 40th day after Easter, is considered a day of holy obligation when attending Mass is required. From Brazil to Switzerland to Senegal, banks and government offices are closed. In the Philippines, parades wind through the main streets of Manila toward the cathedral. 
in Sweden, it's the opening day of fishing season. And some Christians go out into the woods before dawn to hear the birds sing at sunrise. If they hear a cuckoo singing from east or the west, it's considered good luck. And in Ireland, it is the day of confirmation for youth as it is today here at Bryn Mawr. Even though we recite the Apostles' Creed affirming he ascended into heaven, the Protestant Church has never observed the ascension as a big festival day like our Orthodox or Catholic friends. Perhaps that's simply because the 40th day after Easter always falls on a Thursday, and only occasionally do we make note of it on the next Sunday as I am today. But I think it's more than that. I think the odd, mysterious, and inexplicable nature of this story just hasn't occupied the imagination of the Protestant church, which prefers clearer understanding of God's activity in the world. We, Reformed church folk, tend to like to worship God with our minds above all else and prioritize what we say we believe in a doctrine or some cogent theological category. However, there is something about the ascension that eludes clear understanding. For 40 days after Easter, the resurrected Christ appeared a number of times and was re recognized by those who knew him. Then the story reads like a science fiction script or a divine magic trick. Eyewitnesses are left slack-jawed looking up while their risen Lord goes up, up, and away. The ascension puts us into the mysterious realm of a liminal time when the faithful are left on their own for a while until the Holy Spirit descends on Pentecost 10 days later. Now, anyone who has ever experienced the loss of someone deeply loved knows something of what this is like. A death occurs, the rituals of burial and memorial services take place, and then you re-enter the space that was once occupied by the one who is gone, and it's like a strange new world. The realities of seeing, touching, holding, conversing are suddenly changed replaced with things less concrete, memories, waves of grief that ebb and flow, occasional laughter, emotionally laden decisions about what to keep and what to give away. An embodied presence has become a disembodied relationship, harder to hold but nonetheless precious. 
we might not make a big to-do over the ascension, but we know something of what those disciples must have been experiencing. Standing there, their feet planted on the earth, watching their friend and Lord just slip away. Even so, they and we are left with the promise of the risen Christ giving a final charge and benediction. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth. What does this interlude between Eastertide and Pentecost mean for us? Biblical scholar Willie James Jennings writes, This is a moment of loss, even as the disciples know they must go forward in faith. We must never discount the next step that must be taken at the sight of Jesus leaving. Such a step is understandably a labored step, unsure and unclear. Nevertheless, it must be taken, Jennings writes, because faith always leans forward. Faith always leans forward to the place where God waits to meet us. Jennings concludes, We are always drawn on by God to our future. The Holy Spirit always waits for us to enter this journey of newness. Today here at Bryn Mawr Presbyterian Church, a wonderful example of leaning forward and entering a journey of newness is this confirmation class joining the church today. They have been baptized. They were presented by their parents who promised to nurture them in faith and supported by a congregation who promised to uphold, teach, nurture, help, and guide them over the course of this last year with the companionship of Pastor Lee, their mentors, teachers, and in friendship with one another, they have come today to say, this is my faith. Here I commit to the church as a community of believers who point toward and follow Jesus Christ. Many of you realized last week that each of their discipleship projects is about leaning forward, discerning the presence of God, and sometimes the absent presence of Christ. In community, we do experience the presence of Christ so clearly, and yet, occasionally, he seems to elude our full grasp. 
But as believers in his word and way, we can trust that we are not alone. After the ascension, Luke tells us the disciples were together. He names each one and mentions the women, including his mother, Mary. Like them, in this liminal moment, together, we are called by the risen Christ to be witnesses and to lean forward in faith. Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor has described what it means to be Jesus' witnesses when she wrote of the ascension. No one standing around watching that day could have guessed what an astounding thing happened when they all stopped looking into the sky and looked at each other instead. On the surface, it was no great moment. Eleven abandoned disciples and the women with nothing to show for their following. But in the days and years to come, it would be very apparent what happened to them. With nothing but a promise and a prayer, those 11 people consented to become the church and nothing was ever the same again, beginning with them. The followers of Jesus became leaders. The listeners became preachers. The converts became missionaries. The healed became healers. The disciples became witnesses of the risen Lord. And nothing was ever the same again. Surprising things began to happen. They began to say things that sounded like Jesus. And they began to do things they had never seen anyone but him do before. They became brave and capable and wise. It was almost as if he had not ascended but exploded so that all the holiness that was once concentrated in Jesus alone flew everywhere, far and wide, so that the seeds of heaven were sown in all the fields of the earth. That's precisely what the ascension means for us. Jesus of Nazareth, who ministered in Galilee and died in Jerusalem, rose from the dead. He was seen by his disciples for a while, and then he was gone. He ascended to become Lord of all creation so that the seeds of heaven are sown in all the fields of the earth. As odd and inexplicable as it may seem, the ascension is a great gift to us. 
Because in Jesus' absence, we can probably see our own vocation more clearly. Jesus has asked us to be his witnesses. And in so doing, we have to become more like him. Amen.
may be seated. Today, we confirm nine youth into membership into the BMPC family. Confirmands, please rise when I say your name and come to the front. William Henry Armstrong. Kyle James Bickle. Corinne Alice Brown. Margaret Elizabeth Gord. Harper Marley Kiss. Cameron Reed Liggett. Thomas Alden Springer. Arwen Rachel Tucker. Emily Webster. Over the past year, these youth have continued their faith journeys, strengthened by the help of their teachers, mentors, and families. They have spent Sundays and a Saturday together listening, reading, discussing, serving, creating discipleship projects, all while learning how they fit into the history and ministry of not only Bryn Mawr Presbyterian Church, but also into the church universal. These confirmands are presented by the session for the reaffirmation of baptismal covenant. They now desire to profess their faith publicly and accept greater responsibility in the life of the church and God's mission in the world. We rejoice that you now declare your faith and share with us in our common ministry. In baptism, you were joined to Christ and made members of his body. In the community of the people of God, you have learned of God's purpose for you and for all creation. You have been nurtured at the table of our Lord and called to witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. To profess your faith, please respond to these questions. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Who is your Lord and Savior? Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? Will you devote yourself to the church's teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers? Now may all who are able please stand and join us in affirming the faith which we believe with our confirmands, reciting the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. I now invite our confirmation mentors and other pastors of the church to come forward and stand with a student. And you may turn towards the cross.
I invite you to lay a hand on the shoulder of one of our students. Friends, join me in prayer. Loving God, uphold these confirmands by your Holy Spirit. Daily increase in them your gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forevermore. By water and spirit, you claimed us as your own, cleansing us from sin and giving us new life. You made us members of your body, the church, calling us to be your servants in the world. Renew in these youth the covenant you made in their baptism. Continue the good work you have begun in them. Send them forth by the power of your spirit to love and serve you with joy and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Can you turn around? Turn around. Confirmands, by confessing your faith publicly, you have expressed your intention to grow in the covenant God made with you in your baptism. May the Spirit continue to strengthen and sustain you in the worship and mission of the church. On behalf of this congregation, I welcome you into this good work as we lean into faith together. We extend the right hand of fellowship as we welcome you into Bryn Mawr Presbyterian Church. Welcome. Friends, we come to God together as a community in prayer, knowing that God hears us when we cry out, both with our voices and in our spirits. So will you join me in prayer as we offer up the needs of our community, our world, those we love, and ourselves. Let us pray. While creation lives to praise you, O God, as the earth yields its blessing, May we honor and protect the precious gifts of nature and give thanks for the beauty, healing, and sustenance it provides for all. O oh God, you bless your church throughout all the ages to share in the spreading of the gospel. Give to your church this day a profound sense of the mission to which you have called us for the life and health of the world, our city, and this community. Help us to hear our calling as apostles, as witnesses, as leaders, as healers, as teachers, that in all we do, we might be a reflection of Jesus Christ in and for the world. O oh God, you judge the people with equity and guide the nations of the earth. Give to all leaders and people the gift of wisdom and a priority for peace that we may walk by your light as we serve the common good. O oh God, you promise to be with us always through the comfort of your Holy Spirit. Give to all who suffer violence, grief, or pain, an enduring trust in Jesus that joy will rise again. Give us the encouragement to live lives of compassion for those in need lives of advocacy towards justice for those who have been silenced. 
and to lead lives as builders of community for those who seek welcome, acceptance, and care. Oh God, we give thanks for the many blessings of our lives, that as we follow Jesus, he does journey with us day by day through the presence of your spirit, our advocate and teacher. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Be with all who are born this day and those who will die, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And may we all come to share in your heavenly city with voices of unending praise. We join our voices together in praise and in prayer, using the words which your Son, our Savior, taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we prepare to receive our morning offering, I invite you to find the friendship pad along the center aisle to pass it down and back so that we might greet one another by name following worship. For the gifts of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension, and for the privilege of offering the fruits of our hands, let us give thanks to God with what we have this day.
O God of all glory and majesty, we give thanks for the gift of your Son and his power and work in our lives and our gifts. Bless these gifts for the benefits they afford in bringing life to others in your name. And bless our lives, that we may be your witnesses to the ends of the earth, through Christ. Amen.
friends, we have been empowered by the risen Christ to be his witnesses, to do God's good work in the world. Go now into the world in peace. As you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all and all those you love and all God's children everywhere this day and forevermore. Amen.